Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mano Echoes podcast, your source for everything Magic the Gathering, whether you're the most casual of casuals or a Magic Hall of Famer. I'm your host, Arsenic. On this episode, we're taking a look at the most recent upcoming Magic the Gathering products with a focus on the Commander format. Stay tuned. To start off the podcast today, I would like to take a look at the elephant in the MTG room. I'm talking about uh, Secret Lair Walking Dead. Now, I know I'm a little late to this party. The Secret Lair is no longer available, and kind of everyone said their piece about it already, but I just want to put my two cents in since I haven't really spoken about it yet. And I feel very passionately about Secret Layers in the past. So let's just take a second to, to look at what the cards are in the Secret Lair. So first you have Rick, Steadfast Leader. He's a two colorless and two white mana to cast. Legendary creature, human soldier, and he's a 3-4. As Rick enters the battlefield, choose two abilities from among First Strike, Vigilance, and Lifelink. Humans you control have each of the chosen abilities. As long as you have control of four or more humans, humans you control get plus two, plus two. So actually pretty decent in a humans tribal deck. You know, there's not much uh, in the way of humans in standard as far as I'm aware of. However, this could be pretty decent in a uh, kind of humans tribal commander deck. But uh, I don't think you'd run this as the commander since he's just white. So probably you you put that in the ninety nine, but it's decent. It's not it's nothing crazy, but decent for a, a human deck. Next up, you have Daryl Hunter of the Walkers. He's two, one red and one green. Legendary creature, human archer, and he's a four four. At the beginning of your upkeep, target opponent creates three walker tokens, and then his second ability is tap. Daryl deals two damage to target creature and whenever a zombie an opponent controls dies draw a card so it's kind of a a card draw engine i don't i don't think it's that great there's nothing i can think of off the top of my head that really like would combo off with it i'm sure there's something out there that someone's discovered that just makes this crazy but you know you you give your opponent tokens three of them uh and then you can ping those tokens and draw a card when you ping those tokens. Very uh, situational. It all depends on what your opponent does with those tokens. Um, you can't use the ping ability uh, when you first cast it, uh, since you need to tap it. It's really situational. I could see you get a couple cards off of it, but again, nothing nothing crazy here. Next you have Glenn, the voice of Calm. He's one, one white, one blue. Legendary creature, human advisor. He's a 1-3, and he has Skulk, which is this creature can't be blocked by creatures with greater power. And when Glenn deals damage to a player, draw cards equal to his power. This really isn't bad. Power him up, draw more cards. Either that or you could just get one every single turn. And since he has Skulk, he's kind of he's hard to block. But the more power that you give him, you know, if you were to put enchantments or 
artifacts on him, uh, equipment, he he would be easier and easier to block because there'd be more creatures that could block him. I mean, he seems okay. He's all right. And then you have Michonne, Ruthless Survivor. Three, one black, one green. Legendary creature, Human Warrior. She's a 3-3. Three, three. When Michonne enters the battlefield, create two walker tokens. As long as Michonne is equipped, she must be blocked if able. Whenever Michonne and at least two zombies attack, she gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, again, situational. Um, it, you know, her greatest ability, um, which is her gaining indestructible until the end of turn, is reliant that you have two zombies. So maybe this could fit into a zombie deck. Um, kind of building a zombie deck. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But uh, very situational yet again. Um, really reliant on you keeping those two zombies alive. Um, and I, I don't really... I don't see that being an issue. There's so much that, you know, all your, your bolt effects are going to take out one of those zombies and then you don't have this ability. Um, and she must be blocked if she's equipped. So you can beef her up. And I guess you can you can use it as removal. Situational, yet again. And then you have Negan, the cold-blooded. Eyes uh, 2, 1 red, 1 white, 1 black. Legendary creature, human rogue. Or three, when Negan enters the battlefield, you and target opponent each secretly choose a creature that player controls. Then those choices are revealed, and that player sacrifices those creatures. This is kind of cool. I kind of like this. This would be really cool in Commander. Uh, let me finish reading it. Whenever an opponent sacrifices a creature, you create a treasure token. It's cool. Um, it is just an enter the battlefield, so you only get to do it once unless you have something that that recurs enter the battlefield or flickering or anything like that. Um, it could be cool. You're sacrificing a creature too, so you just have to be aware of that, you know, and you're going to, with an aristocrat's attack or something like that, you just have to be aware that you're going to be giving something as well. Um, but if you're playing this in your deck, you probably um, are already sacrificing things. I, I think it's kind of cool. I think it's kind of a cool political card, possibly, you know, not a competitive EDH thing, but I think it'd be fun at the table. So then we have Lucille, which is uh, one in a black. It's a legendary artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus two, plus zero, and has menace. And whenever equipped creature attacks, defending player sacrifices a creature. If they do, you create a walker token and has equip cost of four. Works really great, really great with Negan because we're sacrificing uh, opponents are sacrificing creatures again. So um, it, it's cool. It's a really high equip cost four. But it's interesting. I think it's it's usable um, depending on what you're trying to do. Yeah, and again, you're just creating walker tokens, which I believe walker tokens and zombie tokens are pretty much the same. So if you're running zombie tribal, I think this works. It's my understanding. And then you get four unique 2-2 walker tokens with flavor text from the Walking Dead universe and one treasure token with Walking Dead-themed artwork. Like I kind of went over with all of them, none of them alone are really super powerful. Um, and I think that was intentional because there's a ton of criticism over these cards because it's a secret layer product. So it's only available for a certain amount of time. And once that time is up, you can't get them unless it's on the secondary market. So there's a limited number of cards out there. And these are brand new cards, brand new effects. They're not reskinned. They're not alternate art. I think that, people that are interested in this um, are going to kind of fit into two 
major categories, hardcore Walking Dead fans um, and collectors. They need they get their hands on everything Walking Dead, right? It, it, it's their favorite IP. You know, they have a, a basically a shrine to Walking Dead in their in their home. This is for them. This is going to be cool, you know. And then hardcore MTG collectors who want to collect everything that's available out there. And possibly, you know, as a caveat, even MTG financial collectors. Because since these, this is the only place that you can get these in this secret layer, and they're new cards, there may be some financial value to these uh, in the future, depending on how Wizards handles it. Tons of people are criticizing this. Some of them even saying that they've lost their faith in Wizards because of this product. It's a little extreme, but... I kind of get it. The brand new cards that aren't available anywhere else kind of sense a bad precedence. Um, and the concern is that they'll use this format to continue selling exclusive cards in limited quantities uh, to make some money. So if they keep printing new cards that you can't get anywhere else, unique effects, and they're just doing secret layer, I mean, it could it could even just come down to you're at the point where when this secret layer drops, it's just in between paychecks or something, and you, and you really want it, and you just can't get it, and that's kind of kind of crummy. Um, so I, I get being upset about that aspect of that these are very limited, only place to get these effects. Again, the effects aren't super strong, but it's uh, the precedence that Wizards is setting. People are willing to spend their money on these exclusives, then what stops... Wizards from creating a secret layer with super competitive cards. I think we saw that with Nexus of Fate. It was a box topper. So you were either buying an entire booster box or secondhand marketplace, which was frustrating for a lot of people because that was a super competitive card. And um, I think that's the kind of the same worry that people have with this, which is legitimate. Um, I still like to have faith that Wizards wouldn't do that. They've disappointed me before, I'm not going to lie. Um, but I don't think, in this case, I, I don't think that's what they're testing the water waters for here. I think that, especially since this was the Walking Dead IP, uh, you know, they're they're really experimenting with a lot of IP stuff, you know, with the Godzilla IP, the My Little Ponies I think this is really just them trying to get that IP out there in uh, a format that makes sense, the secret layer, so that they don't have to print thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of cards that people aren't interested in. The people who are interested will get them, and then they print them. So I'm hoping that's what's going on here. And the whole secret layer thing, I think some people kind of have an aversion to secret layer just because of the limited access, even with not new cards, whether it's new artworks or reprints of cards that we've needed. I think people just don't like it because of the limited. And then some people don't like it because I suffer from this sometimes. I have a fear of missing out. So there's sometimes that that I jump on these when I probably shouldn't uh, because I just I just have to have it. And if I don't get it now, I won't get it. So I understand that too. They're only available. We're only available for about a week, um, and again, that could be between paychecks for people. 
um, people who are actually interested in this and really want it and think it's cool potentially couldn't have gotten it. Um, I think the other issue that critics are having with the crossover is the kind of the break of immersion in canon, which again, again, we've had that with some cards, but they've kind of been their own thing. You know, people with the Godzilla cards, they were just reskins and they were effectively just different creatures and it said it right on them. You know, this is gem razor or whatever. So people could see that and go, I, I know what that is. It's just a gem razor, you know? And then the, my little pony crossover, those were silver bordered, I believe. So not tournament legal. Sure. You could put them in, you know, your commander decks or whatever, but there was more of an understanding that, you know, this card's just kind of a goofy thing, like an unset or something like that. And this is just a huge departure, I think. This IP is a huge departure um, because it's modern day, quote unquote, real world. And it's just kind of off-putting for some people. This is actually where I sit on this product. I was not interested and obviously didn't buy it. It's just a big step out of my comfort zone with MTG. And, you know, some other crossovers weren't too far, like I said, but this one seems extra concerning. (sighs) Concerning is not the right word, but to me, that was the deciding factor, and I don't really like this. Um, To put it in perspective, if The Walking Dead TV show were suddenly to put Chandra and Tafiri and Jace and Johnny in The Walking Dead, I'm sure there are many diehard fans of the show that would be upset because they're just like, this is this is crazy. You know, this is so out of what this show is. So big a step away from the source material. So I think it's the same here. It just kind of doesn't fit. It doesn't feel right. That being said, if you are excited about this product, buy it. You know, the great part of this game is you can make it what you want. And by buying the product, you're just supporting the company that makes the game that we all love. We're all playing the game. So give them some money to keep this game going. You know, the more product they sell, the more product they make, first of all. And second of all, the more money they can put back into the product that we all want to buy. Maybe this exact one wasn't for me. That's fine. There's going to be something. There has been secret layers I've bought. Quite a few of them. This one just wasn't for me. But if it's for you, that's awesome. Buy it. Play it. Love it. The next thing I want to cover is uh, Commander Legends. Um, Super excited about Commander Legends. Commander's really the only paper format I play anymore. Uh, I know hardcore standard players are going to be very mad that I pretty much only play standard on uh, Arena. Uh, I think that's just kind of the sign of the times right now anyway. COVID, a lot of game stores aren't continuing to do your regular Friday Night Magic and stuff, which I used to go to. I know I'd brew decks and stuff on Arena, but then I'd buy the physical cards of the deck I wanted to run for that period of time and I'd, I'd play paper, but pretty much right now I'm just playing standard on arena, but commander, I buy like every product that comes out for commander. So I'm really excited about legends. 
I love how much attention Commander is getting this year. I know they're saying, quote-unquote, the year of Commander, but I'm hoping it's not just this year, and they continue to do stuff like this to include the Commander format because it is their fastest-growing and most popular format. This is where their money is going to be for printing cards because you can play it on Magic Online, but until it's on Arena, until Commander format is on Arena, they're not going to be making their money digitally. Commander is a kitchen table format still. So, um, seeing lots of reprints in this set of iconic Commander cards um, and a bunch of brand new cards. And I know that they kind of created this set to be like a draftable Commander set, but I'm not really paying attention to that too much just because I'm not a big draft person. I'm just kind of looking at the cards that have been spoiled so far and thinking of them in a commander, regular commander um, play. So here's what we have so far. I know there's been a couple cards um, that we've gotten some photos of and stuff like that that either haven't been translated yet, um, but I'm just going off, you know, a couple of the big spoiler sites, um, what they have confirmed for right now. So... We have Jessica, Thriceborn, for two and a red. Legendary Planeswalker, starts with zero loyalty, which is interesting. Uh, enters the battlefield with an additional loyalty counter for each time you've cast your commander from the command zone. And for zero loyalty, choose a creature until the end of your next turn. If that creature would deal damage to an opponent, it deals triple that damage instead. This could be your commander for a ton of commander damage. If if you choose your commander and it deals triple the damage. So if you have a 7-7 seven, seven commander, 7-whatever, seven if it's 7 power, and you have this triple and you can get it through, you just eliminate an opponent. Super cool. It's interesting that you don't want to play this until you've played your commander or else it doesn't have... Any loyalty counters on it effectively fizzles. Um, it does have a, a minus ability as well. Minus X deals X damage to up to three targets. I think it's really cool. It's very red, right? Very aggro. Very burn. Um, I think it's cool. I, I like it a lot. You wouldn't run this as your commander, obviously, because it benefits from when you play your commander. That being said, I think all of the Planeswalkers we're going to see in this set can be played as your commander. So a lot of Planeswalkers are coming back as commanders. All right. Then I have Tevesh Zat, four and a black. Legendary Planeswalker with four loyalty. You can plus two them to create two zero one black thrall creature tokens. You can plus one him, and you may sacrifice another creature or Planeswalker. If you do draw two cards, then draw another card if the sacrifice permanent was a commander. And and that makes more sense with his minus 10 ability. Um, gain control of all commanders, and then put all commanders from the command zone onto the battlefield under your control. To get this up to 10 and minus it to 10 is a little unrealistic, I think. So you're probably not going to be doing that. But the fact that it creates creatures, you can sack them and draw two cards each time you do. I mean, it's free two cards, twice at least, and you're 
probably playing this in a deck that's going to create a bunch of creatures you want to sacrifice. Um, so you get it. It's a good card draw. I don't think it's negative 10 ability is really going to um, have much effect. I don't think it's ever. And then they're bringing back uh, Sengir, the Dark Baron, 4 and 2 black. Legendary creature Vampire Noble is a 4-4 four, four, flying. And whenever another creature dies, put 2 plus 1 plus 1 counters on Sengir. And whenever another player loses the game, you gain life equal to that player's life when the turn began. And he is a partner commander. Um, super cool to see Sengir uh, back. Uh, I think we're going to be seeing a lot of decks brewed with this. Um, he is just a black, so it's going to be a mono black commander deck if he is your commander. Um, but I think he could fit in the 99 pretty well as well. And you have Halana, Kessig Ranger, three and a green, legendary creature, human archer, and she's a three, four. Whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control, you may pay two. When you do that, creature deals uh, damage equal to its power to target creature, and it is a partner commander, and I think it's meant to partner um, with the next card, which is Elena. Kessig Trapper, 4 and red, legendary creature human scout, for 3, has first strike, and has tap, add an amount of red mana equal to the greatest power among creatures you control to enter the battlefield this turn. Um, kind of cool partner pairing um, in green and red. Um, yeah, I mean, you're just putting creatures out and getting value for them, basically. Um, not super powerful, but I think it's cool. Um, this one's really interesting. Yeah, Prismatic Piper. Five colorless, uh, for a legendary creature shapeshifters, three, three. If Prismatic Piper is your commander, choose a color before the game begins. The Prismatic Piper is that chosen color, and it's partner. So basically, this just gives you freedom to partner with anything you want, just so you can get a color added to your commander basically so you can play an extra color in your deck really interesting there's probably a better commander in that color that you could partner with um that will give you more value i mean this card literally just adds that color of mana to your repertoire but it's interesting it's, re it's really cool to kind of provide that flexibility um so it'll be interesting to see what comes out of that um, and then uh, another reprint, we have Prosh, Skyrider of Kerr, uh, three, one black, one red, one green for legendary creature dragon, five, five, when you cast this spell, create X, zero, one red kobold creature tokens named kobolds of Kerr Keep, where X is the amount of mana spent to cost it. As flying, as sacrifice another creature, Prosh gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn. Anyone who's been playing Commander for a little bit knows that this card is super powerful. Um, and it, it doesn't look like it at face value because it just seems like it's a sack outlet. But this card can very easily go infinite and is considered one of the most powerful commanders out there. So it's interesting to see it uh, being reprinted. I'm sure a lot of people will be excited about that. And then the only other thing that we have uh, officially spoiled at this point for this uh, Commander Legends is a cycle of um, Commander Lands um, that are each worth two different colors of mana, but they come into play tapped unless you 
have more than one opponent. So if you're playing Commander and you're not um, drawing this card towards the end of the game where you may only have one opponent left, it comes into play untapped, which is kind of cool. Uh, it's going to fit into a lot of decks, I believe. So since we got the bad taste of Secret Lair out of our mouth at the beginning of the podcast with The Walking Dead and kind of the, all the headaches that have been coming from that, we do have another uh, Secret Lair coming up, uh, and this is Secret Lair Extra Life 2020. Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, Extra Life is a a charity that is focused on gaming, and then the proceeds go to kids, uh, mostly children's hospitals. So this one's going to be benefiting Seattle's Children's Hospital, and it's going to consist of uh, Teferi's Protection, an Amulet of Vigor, Collected Company, and Consecrated Sphinx, with alternate artworks on all of them, um, focusing on... Uh, kids and family actually wrote some really cool artworks um, the drop will be november 9th 2020 and will be available for 60 dollars. and 30 of that is going directly to seattle children's hospital so 50 percent of it um really cool I, I i love these charity products i think it's a great cause and this is a really cool way to do it because you get something exclusive out of it and you're helping the cause they're also going to have playmats uh, available with the artwork um, from Ultra Pro. And those will be available from November 6th to November 9th. And these are some pretty cool artworks, um, especially I really like Consecrated Sphinx. I think it's a really cool artwork of that one. So go check those out. You may want a playmat. And, you know, if you don't want to shell out the $60, you know, if that's just not feasible for you where you are right now, which I totally understand, you know, never overextend yourself to buy magic cards, right? So, you know, if that's just, you can't hit that $60 price point, these playmats will be $21.99 and $16 will go to Extra Life. Um, so again, really cool. I'm I'm probably going to pick up that Consecrated Sphinx. It's, I think it's really neat. And then Extra Life playmats and apparel will be available through the MTG Pro Shop. Now, in the announcement, it didn't say that any of these proceeds go anywhere um like to extra life so read the fine print but it's just um extra life's branding on them it's not any of the artworks or anything from this drop it's just purely the extra life logo and stuff on them though i did see on this announcement they had one of the play mats that was signed by a bunch of people um which was really cool Next product we're going to look at is Commander Collection Green, which releases on December 4th. Uh, it comes in a regular and a premium. The only difference being the premium is foil and regular is not foil. It will include the cards Bane of Progress, Command Tower, Fraley's Lanowar's Fury, Omnath, Locus of Mana, Seedborn Muse, Soul Ring, Sylvan Library, and worldly tutor. This is cool. I like it. I'm just a, a junkie for commander, especially when they're printing more staples. Always nice to see. I can't remember how much that they're asking for for this, or if it's been released. I, I don't have that in my notes. I apologize. Really, I would have liked to see because this is commander collection green, right? I would have liked to see more green cards 
and less of the command tower soul ring. I think if you're really into commander, you you got a ton of these. Um, they are they do have um, new artwork for each of them that kind of reflects the you know the green side of things more, like they're overgrown and and stuff like that. So it is a new artwork on the card, which I can appreciate. But if I if I were to think, you know, commander collection green, I would expect all of these cards to be green. And, you know, you could have added, there's just so many cards that could have been added to this. And I don't know if they didn't want to put too much value in this or, or, or what the, the deal was. But, like, uh, Birds of Paradise, Heroic Intervention, Avenger of Zendikar, Green Sun Zenith, Doubling Season, Oracle of Medaya, Crater Hoof Behemoth, Azusa Lost But Seeking. There's so many green cards that they could have put in this instead of Command Tower and Soul Ring. A little irritating. That being said, I'm probably still going to buy it. Uh, <laughs> but, so, um, let's look at the value that you're getting, right? So, Bane of Progress selling for about $12 when this comes out. Of course, all prices are constantly changing, so when you're listening to this, they may be different. Command Tower is only selling for $0.79 cents right now. This did not need to be in here. It, it just didn't. Fraley's uh, is selling for $16. Omnath, $38. Seedborn Muse, $20. Soul Ring, 5 Again, the, the two lowest value cards are the ones I would have taken out of this. Um, just because it don't fit the flavor and the, what I wanted from a Commander Collection Green. Not because they're low value, but because... I just wish there were more green cards. Um, Silver Library, $70. That's uh, the highest one in the set. And Worldly Tutor, $40. So you're getting $201.79 worth of cards here. So that's pretty big. I again, I don't know what these are. this is selling for. But uh, it'd be really interesting to, to see really how much value you get out of this. Because it's pretty, it's a pretty good price point um, for these. So, uh, you know, I do kind of feel like with this being worth that much at this time that they put in the Command Tower and the Soul Ring to lower that value. That's just my perception at this point. I do have some more questions. You know, if they're doing the Commander Collection Green, I assume they're going to do the other colors, and, and it'd be really cool, you know, once they get the five colors out of the way, then you can move on to the Rakdos and all the, the Ravnica guilds, and then you can move on to the three-color guilds. It, it's going to... I hope they, they do that, because I think that'd be really cool. But it, it raises the question that if they're going to do all the colors, are they going to keep sort of a theme? First of all, is everyone going to have Command Tower and Soul Ring in it, just with alternate artworks? Second of all, this one has Worldly Tutor in it. So I wonder if everyone's going to have a tutor in it. Um, and that's really interesting just because the value of tutors across different colors and even just different tutors is so widely varied. For instance, you have a cruel tutor, which is worth $70. 
Uh, Demonic Tutors worth 45 Diabolic Tutors, $1. I'm going to be upset if Black has a Diabolic Tutor in it. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to guess, since Worldly Tutors worth 40 that it's going to have a Demonic Tutor since it's worth 45 I'm going to be upset if it's a Diabolic Tutor. Uh, Enlightened Tutors, 45 Vampiric, Vampiric, Vampiric Tutor is 125 If it has that one in it, I'm going to lose it. Um, it's, I'd, I'll buy five. Um, again, Worldly Tutor is worth 40 Mystical Tutor worth 20 etc., etc., etc. So I'm, I'm going to guess they're going to try to keep in that same range. You know, Demonic Tutor is 45 Enlightened Tutor is 45 Worldly Tutor is 40 but it's going to be really interesting to see what choices they make if they want to stick with a tutor in each one. Uh, just, just food for thought, that's all. All right, for the last thing here today, um, just want to kind of go over some personal magic news, you know, kind of give you guys a look into what I'm experiencing with magic right now. May interest some of you, may not. If not, you know, have a nice day. You don't have to listen to this part. But I think it'd be interesting uh, for me personally to kind of be able to go back through these and see where I am with Magic at that time. So I've been playing a ton of Magic Arena um, since Omnath was banned because I did not have a ton of fun when Omnath was available because it was just Omnath mirrors. Um, so I've been playing a ton, a ton uh, since then. Uh, I've reached Platinum Rated again, which has been the highest I've ever been able to get to is Platinum. I don't remember which tier I was at last time, but it's exciting to be there again. I know all you Diamond and Mythic players out there are shaking your heads at me, but I think it's cool. And I've been playing pretty much exclusively Mono Red. A little bit of Gruel Adventures, but mostly Mono Red, and it's been doing... Really consistent. And now I've started experimenting a little bit with Demir Mill uh, with mixed results. I kind of do this thing all the time where I kind of I play a deck that's consistent for me and then kind of take into consideration the decks that just absolutely destroy me. And in this case, it's usually Demir Mill. Um, for some reason, I have a really hard time with that deck. And I start playing that to kind of figure it out a little more. Uh, I've, again, mixed results. I'm I haven't played a lot of mill before, so I'm I'm it's probably due to player skill um, when I whiff, but um, haven't been winning a ton with the the mill deck. Uh, on the commander side of things, I'm trying to build a. Uh, zombie tribal commander deck. I saw a video from the commander's quarters for a Verena Lich Queen deck. Thought it was super cool. So I kind of started with his, uh, Mitch's budget deck for Verena Lich Queen. You know, ordered some of the cards that I needed to put that together. Uh, since it's so low cost, I could do that. Um, and then I'm kind of adding in cards from my collection that I have that are the higher value cards. And I think I'm, I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be super fun deck to play. Not probably the most powerful out there, but I think it's going to be super fun. So last thing for today, 
a product that I have found that I am in love with. I'm going to give a big shout out. So this is not sponsored or, you know, anything like that. I have no sponsors at this point. But I found this company. So especially with Ikoria, when Ikoria came out and there were so many of the, you know, you started having the flying trample vigilance tokens, so many of those counters. I really, I really started kind of getting a headache from it because I just wanted something that I could have with me and it just worked for everything. And I didn't have to have these little cardboard punch out ones that Wizards gives you because they're garbage. Um, there were higher value ones that people like 3D printing and stuff. They're either expensive or bulky or whatever that you had to carry all these around with you when you went to play. So I found uh, it's available on Etsy. These are the only people I found making these, so um, I hope they get. Uh, a patent on them because I want to see these guys really succeed because it's an awesome product. It's called Infinite Tokens. Okay, that's their their name on Etsy. And what they sell is dry erase tokens. They're about the size of a quarter, um, so they're a little bigger than your normal counters. But they're dry erase. You can write anything on them. You can draw pictures on them. You know, a little f- wings for flying or whatever. Super versatile. It's just perfect. It really is. They're perfect. And um, they're actually really reasonably priced, too. I I got a pack of 40. And I think it costs just over $20 shipped. So about 50 cents uh, a counter. That's totally, totally worth it to me. These things are awesome. If you run a deck with a lot of counters, especially lots of different kinds of counters, whether it's plus one and minus one, or all of the ability counters, pick these up. They are awesome. They do the job perfectly. They're reusable for anything that you need to use them for. So you can literally just have this. They come with a uh, felt, you know, velvety bag to carry them in. So just bring that with you to all your games, and you have all of the counters that you need. You don't have to worry, oh, I forgot my flying counters today. I forgot my minus one counters today. It doesn't matter. Because you can just write it on there. It's brilliant. It's really brilliant. And if this gets to the ears of Infinite Tokens, first of all, thank you for solving one of my biggest frustrations. Second of all, patent that immediately. And you're going to make some money. Because this is a great idea and a great execution. Again. Thank you. And so lastly, thank you for listening. Trying to get these out once a week. Uh, It seems like Mondays are going to be the day. I was kind of feeling it out uh, with my days off from my full-time job and everything. I think putting this out on a Monday uh, late morning probably uh, is going to be the best for me. So look for these continuing on Mondays. Thank you again for listening. Um, If you're interested in contributing and making this experience better, please uh, head over to Patreon and look for the Mana Echoes podcast there. Subscribe for as little as $1 a month. Every little bit helps, and I appreciate you all. Um, I am looking at, you know, growing this. I want to do 
um, some appreciation streams and some YouTube videos and stuff like that. So I've parked the, the YouTube host name and everything, and I'm looking to do some with that, um, just with time constraints, the full-time job and everything right now, I'm trying to, to balance it all. So right now we're, we're at the podcast and I just want to grow it. And if you're looking at helping to do that, I appreciate it. If not, just enjoy and listen. And I appreciate you all. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.